Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is the host of the Huda Thunkin' podcast, Zeb, coming at you with episode 113, titled The Nine Masochism. I was going to call it Popping Pimples, and you'll see why, but I thought benign masochism sounds cool. It was a term that came up after I started researching the topic because I didn't know the topic had a name. So, yeah, that's the name of our topic and the name of our episode today, benign masochism. And it's not benignant. <laughs> so, uh, benign, benign masochism. Now, first, let's get into the recommendation segment. This week, I recommend you check out the show, We Own This City. Now, um, it's a pretty cool show. It's on HBO Max. If you liked HBO's The Wire, which a lot of people did, it's considered one of the best shows ever, best series ever made. I watched the first season of The Wire, and I can understand why it's so good. It's it's slow. It's a slow-burning show, but it's phenomenal. The writing is just airtight. It's great. Well, uh, We Own This City is made by the same people and is in the same location, Baltimore, and has very similar plot, a very similar plot. Like The Wire, We Own This City is based on real events. It follows the events of the most corrupt team um, in U.S. law enforcement history, the Gun Trace Task Force. It was a federal, they were federal agents, I think, technically, um, but they were based out of Baltimore. <clears throat> the show stars John Bernthal. He's one of the uh, crooked cops who goes out to make arrests and illegal gun busts, but winds up treating each bust like his own personal visit to the bank to withdraw more money um, illegally. This show feels exactly like The Wire. They even have one of the actors as the same, one of the sergeants. John Bernthal was made to play the role of Wayne Jenkins, um, who was an actual person. And I think this six-part miniseries is going to boost his career, and I couldn't be happier about that. I think he's a great actor. Um, he does have this kind of swagger to him um, that you can tell he's acting sometimes. So I, I like his acting. I like his persona. But it does feel sometimes like his swagger's fake. I don't know. It's, but he's cool. I, I like him. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, go check it out. Three episodes are out now at the time that I'm that I write this. So by the time you're hearing it, there's probably only like one episode left being the finale. So check it out. Just six episodes. It's about a real life events that actually happened. Now for the main event, I was having trouble finding a topic I felt like exploring for this week's episode. So I decided to just watch some of my favorite YouTube channels as I sat there watching the Hoof GP a channel created and run by Graham Parker, a full-time professional cattle hoof trimmer. He, he trims their hooves living and working in Southwest uh, Scotland. I realized this is a rather, this is kind of odd, isn't it? You know, me just watching a guy trimming cow hooves. Why? I started to analyze my own behavior. I get satisfaction from watching this guy trim cow hooves and uncovering bloody hoof cavities. But why? Why do I also get a sense of satisfaction from watching the YouTube channel Durham Hearing Specialist? where a British dude named Connor extracts earwax. You know, why? Why is that a thing that I do? <laughs> Shannon always asks that too. Why do I like it? Well, um, let's find out. Aside from the YouTube channels I watch for this bizarre f uh, fascination, there's a hit TV show on TLC called Dr. Pimple Popper. It is hosted by the charming Dr. Sandra Lee. I gotta admit, I have a bit of like celebrity crush on Dr. Dr. Lee. She's so cool she's very charming she's very intelligent she's cool she's a dermatologist and she's out in california she got her her start posting videos on youtube to advertise her practice and it took off her videos started getting millions of views um i think her videos get five million views a day and have been watched almost three billion times on youtube so 
She's pretty famous. Then she got a show on TLC. Dr. Lee's content is bizarre right off the bat. Here's this gorgeous Asian woman with a whole lot of charisma and charm, and she co-hosts her show with some of the most grotesque skin conditions you could imagine. I found myself wondering why her show was so popular. It isn't just the shock value. She is attractive and does a job that most would find gross. Yet, um, if they try to make a show where an Abercrombie model goes around cleaning portable toilets in public parks, it wouldn't be nearly as, po as popular. Um, actually, on second thought, that would actually be kind of hilarious. <laughs> Watching a like a male model try, try to empty porta pots in, in public parks. I would actually probably watch that. But it's but it's a different kind of <laughs> that would be funny because he's probably <laughs> the said model is probably kind of like ditzy and whatever. And he has to do this, this really gross job. This is different. Uh, Dr. Pimple Popper is a different kind of uh, fascination. Um, yes. Um, there is that shock value that hooks people and also gets them to tell their family and friends about the weird and gross pimple popping show they saw on TV. But that just brings people in. What keeps them watching? Like most things that keep people hooked, there is a well-timed reward system going on here. At least for some of us. Not all of us, I don't think. A board-certified dermatologist and psychiatrist. So... That's actually the perfect credentials here. Dermatologist and psychiatrist. She understands the skin conditions and she understands the human mind. Uh, Dr. Amy Weschler uh, says that some people get a rush from watching the show. They vicariously experience the pleasure of having these skin conditions healed or resolved. And I do get that. When I watch someone pop a pimple, I'm like, ah, oh, nice. You, you fix that problem. Uh, it's just... And vicariously, like you experience it yourself. I don't know about anyone else, but popping my own pimples is satisfying. I don't like having pimples that they're gross, but fixing pimples or popping them, getting rid of them is satisfying. It feels like you've corrected a wrong in some way. It makes me feel like I've fixed a problem. And Dr. Weschler says people get satisfaction from seeing something that doesn't belong in the body come out. She also tries to draw a connection between pimple popper fans and people who like horror movies because the two have gross elements to them. And I kind of see what she's getting there. A professor of dermatology at George Washington School of Medicine and Health Sciences named Dr. Adam Friedman points to the fact that gross also sells uh, for horror shows and stuff like that. Um, gross does sell. Um, sex also sells, but this is gross. It's like a I, I thought gross cells was the term that you see everywhere, but no, it's the popular one is sex cells. The, he's saying gross also sells. Humans are curious creatures. We'd like to see things that are gross, disgusting. The nastier, the better, at least for some of us. Just as long as it, it isn't ourselves that has the gross feature or the grossness doesn't affect us personally, we do like seeing gross things, like from behind the veil or behind the... Uh, uh, the double-sided mirror. If you just see it, they can't see you. It doesn't affect you at all. We do like to watch gross things, typically. If there is a distance between the viewer and the gross subject, it becomes a spectacle instead of a horrible experience that they're having themselves. Think of the unfortunately named freak shows with travel traveling circuses back in the day. People would pay money to see, you know, the boy, the, the wolf boy with hair all over his body. They like to pay to see that. They don't want to have hair on their body themselves. Um, the bearded lady, all that stuff. And I do say, unfortunately, named freak shows because I do think that's kind of mean. I don't know, but I'm, I've am i never been to a freak show. I don't know if they just, they, they embrace that name. Sometimes they do. I don't know. But 
they're valuable people. Doesn't mean we have to call them freaks. I don't. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. That's the same idea. People watch Dr. Pimple Popper. People watch these the, the the hoof specialist guy, the people extracting earwax because they like to see the grossness. They also like to know that that, you know, as long as there's a, a, a barrier between them and the grossness. Others suggest that watching shows like Dr. Pimple Popper is a form of masochism. It's a that's where our term comes in. Masochism. The definition of just masochism is the enjoyment of what appears to be painful or tiresome. Or here's another definition, the tendency to derive pleasure, especially sexual gratification from one's own pain or humiliation. I don't think the sexual part applies here. <laughs> I don't think any, well, I shouldn't say anybody. There's kinks out there for everyone. But I think for the most part, people don't watch Dr. Pimple Pop Popper to get a sexual gratification. This is a different kind of masochism here. A study that came out of Westchester University uses the term benign masochism. And that is a term coined by Paul Rosen, a PhD professor emeritus of psychology at the University of Pennsylvania, describes how humans enjoy negative sensation and emotions when they're reassured that no harm will come to them. A, quote, safe threat, in other words. Um, like, have you ever gone out to eat with a group of people and someone orders the hottest thing on the menu, knowing full well they're going to suffer from it? That's benign masochism. That's an example of it. Here's a, a I got this straight from Esquire.com. If you want to see what website it is, go to the blog. You can click on it. It's also down in the credits, but I also linked it right here. This quote here, um, quote, the theory focuses on the negative physical experiences of these actions, like your tongue be burning from the spice of a red chili or stomach dropping in the loop of a roller coaster. Interestingly, interestingly, the research found women were more likely to enjoy the depressing effects of a sad film, while men more likely to seek out the sharp alcoholic burn from whiskey. So I kind of like that. I find the difference in how genders enjoy benign masochism to be reassuring to thoughts that I've had before. Um, I like whiskey, pimple popping shows and spicy foods. And my fiance hates roller coasters, loves a good sad song or got a good sad movie. Um, you know, but those are just personal experiences. They don't necessarily translate to the population as a whole. But I just found that interesting that they do typically at least this. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Paul Rosen, Ph.D. from University of uh, Pennsylvania, found that there is difference in genders and how we enjoy benign masochism. And I think that's enjoy that's um, applicable in all fo uh, many forms of pleasure. Men like to do things that women don't um, and vice versa. So benign masochism can apply to anything from popping pimples or riding roller coasters to watching Old Yeller, a, a movie that always makes people cry. If you don't get the Old Yeller reference, <laughs> I think I'm truly getting old. It is an ancient movie, but there's a t I remember growing up that all the all the adults in my life when I was a kid always referred to Old Yeller. But I don't I haven't heard anyone refer to that movie in so long that I'm thinking Gen Z has no idea what that movie is. <laughs> Okay, we're just going to go on a tangent. Old Yeller, it doesn't take long. <laughs> the plot's very simple. Old Yeller's about a boy who lives out in like the prairie somewhere, like before um, a lot of modern technology was invented. He lives out in the prairie, finds this uh, this uh, yellow lab. It's an adorable dog all day, his whole life. Just amazing. This dog's amazing. And at the end of it, <laughs> he gets rabies and they have to put him down. The kid has to put him down. It's, it's, it's depressing. It's a great movie. And it's like, why did I watch this? Why did I submit myself to this? So my reference there is, you know, anything from pimple popping to roller coaster to watching a sad movie like Old Yeller, um, 
those are that's benign masochism. These kinds of spectacular events that give people benign masochism, they sell themselves. Think about it. If you are gathered around the water cooler at work, the couch at home, or even the fire pit with your buddies, everyone wants to tell the most shocking story and disgusting ones work just fine. So think about it. You you tell things that are more shocking things that are more disgusting. An evolutionary psychologist from the University of Oxford, Robin Dunbar, suggests there could be a direct link between the pimple-popping fascination in humans to the grooming behavior of our primate ancestors. Yeah. Monkeys groom each other constantly as an evolutionary advantage of staying free from parasites. Perhaps that is linked to the dermatolo dermatological spectacle. I'm having a hard time pronouncing things today, which is not great when you're trying to make a podcast. But think about it. Monkeys groom themselves. We've seen it on National Geographic. They groom their backs. It's a form of like, I help you. Literally, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. So they're thinking why people like to pop their own pimples or pop other people's pimples might be connected to that. I might even be one of those people that takes it a step farther. And Dr. Dunbar's point, I don't just like to watch Dr. Pimple Popper and similar videos on YouTube. Yes, I'm a bit embarrassed to say, I'm about to <laughs> divulge an embarrassing story here. I say that I enjoy popping not just my own pimples, but the pimples of loved ones as well. When I was <laughs> when I was in high school, I played sports and my teammates and I sweated fiercely. I distinctly remember coming into the locker room one morning during football hell week. You know, we're just practicing two, three, excuse me, sorry, two, three times a day and seeing pools of sweat had gathered at the bottom of our lockers. It was so nasty. So we sweated. We got gross. We got pimples. I remember one time I saw a bunch of giant zits on my really good buddy Mike on his back without assessing the social repercussions, without thinking at all. It was like a reaction. I got up and like went over to his back and was like, hey, you got pimples here. And he was like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's so it's so embarrassing. But I, and I started popping his pimples. It was weird. It was gross. I immediately felt embarrassed. I feel embarrassed telling you now. But I don't think I'm the only one. I've heard of on watching podcasts of comedians, they talk about popping their their wife or their their friend's pimples. It's weird. It is weird. And I don't do it. <laughs> I don't do it. But I did it this one time. Mike was actually cool with it. You know, he was like, uh, this is really weird, but I can't reach him. So thanks. <laughs> so uh, maybe I'm one of those people. <laughs> That's one of the memories that you know how your your mind circles back to cringy things you've done in the past. And you're like, Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. That's one of the things that I always circle back to that's <laughs> terribly cringy that I've done in the past. And now, once at a blue moon, my fiance, Shannon, she has like been like, what are you doing? I'm like, there's a pimple right there. She's like, no, don't. And I was like, okay, you're right. I didn't, I shouldn't do that. It's an impulse. I can't seem to control sometimes. I know it's gross. <laughs> she, she's literally like swatted my hand away. And I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> While looking into... <laughs> You probably judge me now. That's okay. While looking into this week's topic, I found that the uh, the doctor recommended treatment for pimples. The official instructions are to see your doctor for a pimple. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Going to see your doctor for a pimple. Um, that's what at least some doctors say when I Googled it. You shouldn't pop them yourself because it, it, it usually causes skin damage, infections, and scarring. Um, they think a doctor needs to remove your pimple with sterile equipment. Nah. Just come downtown. Come on down to the Hootathunka headquarters and I'll take care of that pimple for you. Just kidding. Uh, do not come to me to remove your pimples. 
unless you're gonna pay me i would i wouldn't mind a job where i'm just popping pimples but as not a medical professional though i found this inquiry into what makes popping pimples and other benign masochistic acts enjoyable to be beneficial you know why do people like that why do people enjoy these certain things um i think i think it's a productive question to ask and to answer before this podcast i had you ever asked yourself why roller coasters were fun i don't know now you know as for the channels I mentioned earlier, I want to give them a little shout out. This isn't a recommendation segment. It's just like, I don't know. I like this stuff. You should check them out. The Hoof GP and Durham Hearing Specialist. Give them a look-see. Um, I think both of these shows spark the same kind of satisfaction I get while watching Dr. Pimple Popper. The Hoof GP's host, Graham Parker, like I said, helps cattle farms in Scotland by fixing cows' hooves. He and his team show up. They check each cow from the farms by putting individual putting them individually into uh, their custom towed stock machine. Once the cow is secured in the stock machine, like they're in a cage basically, Graham hoists their hooves one at a time to get a good look at them. Most cows have hooves that are fine. He just sort of like trims some crap off extra, extra, um, what's that? It's the same stuff your fingernails are made out of. He trims some of that extra stuff off and they're good. But his videos usually show cows that have cavities that are like bloody and they're, it's really bad and sore and he helps them out. It's fascinating to watch and the cows live better lives afterwards because they can actually walk. So pretty cool. And then the During Hearing Specialist one is hosted by Connor Boland, a charming English audiologist who helps people get to the, the blockage out of their ears. It could be anything. Since he, he goes by Mr. Connor Boland, I assume he doesn't have a doctoral degree. Uh, but he, he does have does have uh, degrees in other things that and he also says in his videos that some cases require a doctor to take a look at things so he doesn't touch them or he doesn't go any farther. He uses equipment that goes inside the ear with a teeny tiny little camera. And so you can see all the crap in people's ears. <laughs> it's gross, but I love it. The video um, who tiny little the, the video. Well, there's a misspell right there. Uh, he goes in with these tiny little spoon like an instrument and like little suction, like little vacuums um, into the instrument, uh, getting earwax, pus, dirt, and all sorts of things out of people's ears. Um, so patients' ears. So check it out. If you're wondering, uh, do I have benign masochistic things that I've derived pleasure from? A lot of people like roller coasters, not all. Um, so maybe you're going to find your one. I think out of all these, the least disgusting is the hoof GP one, the guy who's like trimming cow's hooves but go go ahead go try to find what benign masochistic things you like to see um but this because it, it is it masochistic if you're helping someone yeah because it is painful it is gross um at first to get the treatment from the hoofs and the ears but anyway see what your benign masochistic things are i've already told you mine <laughs> embarrassingly so <laughs> and um thanks for listening who to thunkers tune in next week and catch you later.